welcome to your favorite podcast, Death Star D, with your hosts, Adam Olson, Jarris Hobbs, and Trevor Wynn. Hey, little mama, I gotta ask me if I want to. Just tell me, can I get a light? Roll you up and let it run through my veins. Hey everybody! Hey Trevor! Hey Jarris! How are you guys? How are you guys doing? I'm Jarris. I'm doing awesome. I'm doing really good. Tuesday. Um, we are not in the same location this time. Unfortunately. Um. I am in my home. In, he's like beeping. He's making breakfast, I think. I'm making uh, hard-boiled eggs. Disgusting. Nothing wrong with that. I'm just kidding. I'm not doing that. Um. Anyway, hey, we had a great weekend. Do you guys? Did anyone have to work on Monday? I sure didn't. I didn't work. Ever? It's President's Day. You gotta celebrate the presidents. Yeah, man. I was all over George Washington. Trevor, who's your favorite president? Abraham Lee. Actually, I take that back. George Washington. That was the bomb. He couldn't tell a lie. I wonder how much of that is like just not true. Yeah, right. Um, my favorite president. Um, over Cleveland. Mine's Warren G. Harding, just because he has the same name as a famous rapper, Rutherford B. Hayes. Ooh, that's a good one too. Or Calvin Coolidge. It's those two. You know, one, a pretty one sweet one. If um, for realsies is Theodore Roosevelt. He has this uh, book yeah. where he went down some river in the Amazon. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, that guy's awesome. The Rough Riders. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so happy President's Day, everybody. And we yeah. we survived as a group. We survived Valentine's Day. Uh, yeah. Was that uh, a special experience for you both? Mm, you know, we were on a trip with a, a couple, like three other couples. I had made my wife. We bought concert tickets for later in, in, um, in March. And so I made my wife a card, and then I forgot it. I forgot it. I didn't pack it. Oh, so, gee, I still haven't given it to her. That kind of sucked. How about you? I feel like I feel like I really nailed it this year on Valentine's Day. Oh yeah? What do you mean? I mean we had a good Valentine's Day. Oh, I get it. Yeah, I just <laughs> he, we did a family. Valentine's easy, big fella. Day. Sounds kind of lame, <laughs> but. It was great. We went to Dis- we, first. We went to the Temple of the Mormons. Oh, cool! We went to uh, Disney World, and then we went home. Where's the fam? That you know what? That's pretty cool. I did see a bunch of pictures of that. That's kind of cool. Way to it turn Valentine's Day into a religious Magic. holiday. Magic. Really? Hmm. What did you say, Trevor? Sorry, I interrupted you. It was the most crowded I've ever seen Magic at Disney World. And it was just out of control. Which, by the way, there was something really cool that happened. I don't know how you guys feel about this, and I don't want to get 
into the weeds, but there was a parade that went through Disney, but it wasn't the normal parade. It was a parade of twirlers. It was in baton twirlers. Oh. From, like, all over the country. All these, like, middle school-aged girls, some younger, a couple older. (laughs) There's some real champions in the group, but... They just kind of marched through twirling and dancing to this one song that was playing on repeat. At first, I thought, okay, just a couple of groups. I kid you not, the thing was like a half mile long of different twirling groups. It made me think, <laughs> my daughter wants to end up a twirling. I'm not sure that's something I can <laughs> Yeah. I can support a lot of things, but I am just not sure I can support that. I certainly cannot consider that sport, but I don't know. It was kind of blew my mind. I just didn't know that world existed. You should have seen the group from Mississippi. Wasn't one of the uh, Miss America candidates a couple years ago at the Ton Twirler, or am I thinking of a movie? Mm, I don't know. Maybe so. They They had a baton twirler at the halftime of a BYU basketball game. And uh, she was very talented. I want to get that out first and foremost. But she was a little, like, she was a little husky. And she was wearing, like, this, you know, baton twirler outfit. And I just couldn't shake Dude, the feeling. Time out, time out. Is somebody typing a book? Like, what's going, what's going on? I feel like. I don't hear anything. I feel like someone's keyboard's on fire. Is it not a, is it not a keyboard? I don't hear anything. Okay, maybe it's just my connection. Honestly, (laughs) I thought somebody was, like, typing, like, nonstop. But anyway, keep going with your story. Anyway, I just, I was looking at this girl just thinking, uh, like, I couldn't shake the thought, uh, this poor girl. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's what I thought, a half mile. (laughs) I sound like a jerk. That sounds really, I mean, it's it's a great thing to do. It's like the kids that do the jump ropes. Have you ever seen the jump rope halftime? Yeah. Well, there's all sorts of little outlying halftime things, like like uh, the jump ropers, the baton twirlers. You know, you got the flag people, you know, like the color guard. The old ladies. Uh, the old ladies. The old ladies yeah. are awesome. I hate the old ladies. Oh, what? Do they not understand that they're, the, the crowd is laughing at them? No, they're not. They're not laughing with them. I well, maybe they. Well, okay, that's true. Little the known crowd fact, is my laughing. Was on the old ladies dancing team, Adam. What's that? My grandmother was one of the old ladies. Thank you very much. Really? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no. It's well, it's almost like. And when they do the shimmies, like the shimmy. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. oh come uh, on. The Harlem Shake. <laughs> <laughs> But I'll tell you, the one, the like, oh, no, I lost what I was going to say. Oh, shoot. I had it right there, man. Oh, I know what I was going to say. They're like clogging. You know, like, have you ever seen the cloggers? Yeah. Like, just such like a weird offshoot of like, you know, I guess it's a folksy dance, but it's like, where, why are people still doing this? (sighs) Oh. Anyway. Okay, so and that's 
getting started. That's a- <laughs> this just does BSing for 20 minutes. <laughs> uh, it is, uh, it's February. It's season three, episode four. Um, we're ready to get down to business. We're batting a thousand. Guys, I want to talk about uh, BYU basketball again. Cool. It's basketball season. Let's talk about basketball. Um, so I was watching the BYU versus Pacific basketball game. Brilliant. Um, it was actually a really good game until BYU kind of opened up a, a can in the last 10 minutes and went off. Mm-hmm. Won by 20 plus points. But I was noticing, uh, I noticed something about the team, and I want your guys' take. I want your opinion on this. Uh, every, what, what would you say is the number one weakness of our basketball team this year? Just, oh, an, just answer like. the question. What do you, what do you, you think? You want me to say big man, but, but you have something else, right? Well, pre- pretend like I didn't already talk to you about what I'm going to talk about. Well, I didn't, I didn't. I guess I didn't. I don't know what you're going to talk about. But I'm going to well, say big man. Okay. I'm say defense. Defense, big man. Okay. I guess a lot has been said about our bigs this year. Specifically, like, they can't score and, you know, like, they don't rebound or play defense or whatever, which is all true. Like, our bigs do not score points and defense and rebound, that's another thing. Well, what so are they, they doing? Well, yeah, what is what? <laughs> What are they good moral characters? With well, see that's well, no, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like that's a big weakness of our team, you know. Oh, okay, yeah. And but I want to talk about like bigs and specifically scoring. And you know, I, I think of of everything else I've heard, the, the most common thing is our bigs just don't score points. And so I was paying special attention to guys like Corbin Kafusi, Luke Worthington, Isaac Nielsen, even uh, Ryan Andrus has joined the mix in the last couple of games. And um, I've never heard of him. Yeah, right. He's the white-haired dude, freshman, American Fork. Really good hands, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I noticed something about our bigs. They never ever, ever, rarely ever touch the ball. They never get passes. They don't, like, our guards do not throw the ball into the post. You're saying they don't score by design. I'm saying there's a reason they don't score is because they never touch the ball. Like, they never get passed to. You know what I mean? Sort of reminds me of the old uh, RM basketball games when I never got the ball. (laughs) Well, so in the Pacific game, for example, like the ball only went through the post, I think, four times. And three of those times were at the end of the game where Corbin Kafusi got a pass into the post and he turned all three of them into points. He had, he had three buckets when he got a pass into the post. And then Luke Worthington got another pass and he, he mishandled the ball. Mm. But I'm just saying... Before we get on, you know, before we get after the bigs for not scoring any points, why don't we recognize that they just never touch the ball? You know what I mean? I mean, well, sort of. I mean, I get what you mean, but I don't know why don't they touch the ball is the question I'd ask. 
Well, that's that's the question, and that's what I've been thinking about too. Like, are they like, do they not have the trust of the guys like Kyle Collinsworth and Chase Fisher and Anson Winder and things? Do they like do those guys not want to pass them the ball? Is our offense designed so that the ball never goes through the post? Um, I don't know. All I'm saying is they never touch the ball, so we can't get too upset when they don't score points. Trevor, you played basketball. Tell us why that is. Well, I think uh, that uh, Adam's right. Uh, We must have lost Trevor. (laughs) Did we really? I don't know. (laughs) I seriously thought that was Trevor. (laughs) Like, not... Not trying to talk like normal. I thought he was just why is he talking like that? Um, oh, he's he's off. He's asking us to call him. You get a hold of him. I'll call him right now. Anyway, what do you? I mean, well, like I said, I my guess is I mean, I think it's it has to be by design. You know, like I you just don't neglect that part of your game. Like too important to basketball, right? Well, but then there's, I mean, then there's what I saw. I mean, when, when the ball actually did go into Corbin Kafusi, he took it and he turned it into a few easy buckets. You know, I, I just... Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't know. I mean, I, I just have a hard time believing that, like, the coach watching film or whatever, like, like kind of like, or or the... Anyone's just like, you know, our bigs never touch the ball and be like, well, what do we do? You know what I mean? Like, like I mean, there's game managers for a reason, you know, the wing guards and whatever else. I mean, I, if they're running plays. Yeah. Well, you know? and that's, that was, that's what makes me think that it's like just offensive design, you know, like not right. only do they, not only do they not get opportunities to score points, but like, the ball just never goes into the post period, you know, like they don't even get a chance to throw the ball out and on the perimeter again, you know, maybe it's like I said, I wish I knew a lot more about basketball and coaching and whatnot, but it seems almost like what you'd be saying about maybe a air force wide receiver. Like he never touches the ball, but when we do throw it to him, like we, he seriously catches it often. Maybe it's like one of those things where, you know, yeah, we don't ever throw it in the middle, but when we do, they probably will score because they're not expecting it or something. I don't know. Or they'll probably drop it. <laughs> so, Trev, I mean, I'm anxious to hear where you are on this, Trev. Like, what do you think about this? I don't know if you guys knew. I got out there for a uh, so well, What you talking about? <laughs> Maybe you we were just asking, why do you think it is that they don't? Tell, what? Why we don't get balls in the middle? It's the way Dave Rose's offense is, it has never been big man offense. It's always about the guards. If you think back to Jimmer and Jackson, you go back to Austin Ainge, Jimmy Balderson, Lee Kamard, it's, it's not a post-heavy offense. Every now and then when you've got a Tina Young or a Aaron Playstead or Brandon Davies, we'll throw it in there more. But it centers around the guards. We do that we've up at the top of the point line over and over again. And then I also think that Dave Rose knows what he's working with. And yeah. he's going to tailor this year's offense around its strength. And it is very clearly the guards, very clearly not the big men. 
like a football coach. You know, they're gonna they're gonna play. If you got a bruising running back and a big offensive line, you're gonna run it a lot more, and not throw it to the wide receivers. So I think it's, I think it's, one, it's how it's often designed, but two, it's accentuated this year because they're so bad. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Do you think um, Dave Rose doesn't recruit? Like, or do you think he recruits a specific kind of big man? I mean, do you think he puts as much emphasis on big men recruiting as he does gar- on the guard line? Obviously not. Like, do you think he cares? I mean, do you think he's like, eh, I, you know, our bigs aren't the strength of our team, of so I don't really big, care. Proof is in the pudding, um, yeah. which, is, which is a scientific thing. Those that aren't aware of the origins of that, we'll get into that on a different episode. <laughs> well, not just that, but big men are hard to find. Like, good big men. Like, big people aren't hard to find. Sorry about even that. In the, even in the NBA, you know, you, you have a really hard time finding, you know, yeah, really good centers. I agree with that, but we have found some really good, talented guards. It just seems like we could find some really good, talented big men, too. Well, and it seems like every other team has a better big man than us, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's a good point. Pepperdine, I mean, can you, Pacific, can you even name, Portland. Like, say, who can you remember like playing? Who's the best big men we've faced? Faced? Yeah. Ever? Sure. In the last five years or whatever. Who's the guy from Utah that was an number one draft pick? Okay. Andrew Bogut? That was like 12 years ago, right? Maybe it was a, it was a long time ago, though, right? I think Gonzaga always has big, good bigs, like so- Robert Sacre. Okay. Are they playing in the NBA? Yeah. Okay. They got a freaking baby Sabonis. Um, Brad Waldo, I think, is really good for St. Mary's. I'm just wondering. Like I said, it just seems like they're just hard to come by, you know? And that you are right. Like, we don't need a superstar. Doesn't we don't need a superstar because every other team's bigs seem to be better than ours, like Adam said. And all I watch, I see a big man catch a ball in the post, do a little like jump hook off the glass, and I know there's not a chance that any of our bigs. Well, and that is single one. That is like the most simple move in the whole game of basketball. Just a little baby hook. It's your only move, Adam. I I know you know that. (laughs) I have made a living on that move. Uh, not literally. I mean, I don't get paid. <laughs> but, I mean, that's the easiest thing to do. Just a little baby hook. And none of our guys can do it. And it just boggles my mind. It just, it kind of bothers me that most of our bigs would like to play on the three-point line. Ugh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Bigs on the three-point line bother me unless they're, like, really, really, really good. Kyle Korver. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Maybe we should look move for, on. Look for a Let's deep run, on. though, guys. Look for a deep run in the WCC tournament. Well, so here's here's my... Um, sure. And it's kind of related. Hmm. How... I need, I need some help, guys. I need some encouragement. I need 
something to get excited about because right now I feel like I'm in the real doldrums of sports. We've got mm-hmm. BYU basketball. It's been pretty mediocre and I don't think it's hard to get excited about them. NBA, who cares? Football's mm-hmm. over. It's a long way from starting up again. Baseball, eh. I don't even know what it's not baseball. I just, what do you do during this time? Ooh, I know. I know what to do. High school basketball tournament, maybe. Dude, High that's school true. sports, man. High school sports, that's what you get into, man. Get a little local team and become a, become a booster or something. Get all excited about local sports. High school basketball is the coolest thing in the world. Especially come tournament time. Oh, man. There's nothing better than a high school basketball tournament. It's like, like I said, it goes way beyond that. Like, I went to, like, go to anything. Like, even the high school baseball games, you know? I went to a couple tournament games a couple years ago. Good times. Good little sport. You know, sure. You know, the the level of... of, um, Skill is not there, but the, I think they're more competitive than even the pros. You know what I mean? Just because they care more. Well, I don't know about care more, but it's a different type of care. The Probably. passion, the, you yeah. know. Fun. Crowds are a little more uh, into it. It's cool. I just really have a hard time seeing myself going to Land Lakes High School and watching <laughs> Sorry, not totally sure I'm there yet. Take the kids. I mean, let them run around like crazy, you know, like at the playground near the place or whatever they do, you know, like just sit and enjoy the weather. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I love it. We're talking about basketball and the weather. Well, okay. I started talking about baseball, but even basketball, let them go run around in the gym. There's all sorts of kids. Like, if you go to these games, there's all sorts of kids just, like, like throwing balls or rolling them down the halls, like, walking through the school. Like, they usually have gates, so they, like, can't get into any trouble or anything like that. You just let them go into the halls and bang on lockers and, I don't know, go get, go get pictures and stuff. <laughs> times. Uh, March Madness is coming up. That doesn't do anything for you, Triz? Well, it doesn't do anything for me right now. Like, right now, from now until March Madness. What do I have to live for? Well, get into BYU basketball. So I just have such a hard time getting... Here's my problem. I don't believe... Like, I just do not believe in this team. I like Tyler Hawes. I like Kyle Kuhlberg. I think they're really fun to watch. I just don't believe this team... Is going anywhere or is going to do anything? The second, you know, they start to look good, they're going to lose another head scratcher. So I don't mean to be super negative. I'm just kind of in this, I'm in a little place of ambivalence, and I want to be pulled out of it and get into something. Is there like, is it curling season? Is women's field hockey hot right now? Or like, what's going on that I can? Um. You know, I well, think this is... Tweet at us. Tweet at us what Trevor should do. At ES... What is our Twitter? I don't know what it is. 
That is the problem. <laughs> Death Star D is our Twitter. <laughs> oh, at Death Star D. Okay. Send a uh, send a selfie. <laughs> send a selfie and and give Trevor some ideas of of what to watch. Hey, now there was one selfie submitted from a listener listening to our podcast. Oh, seriously? Yes. Cool. <laughs> Who was it? My wife. Oh, oh, that's right. I saw that. Yeah. Well, you could barely see her. She was listening to it in bed. <laughs> yeah, she it was like all dark, and there was just this barely, barely like. It was uh, from what I could tell. It was just pitch blackness. Yes, and it was only the screen from her phone that was lighting her up enough. You told me about it. I was out of town. About it like two days. She should have Instagrammed it because I'm not on Twitter. Trevor, did she win? Did she win the special prize? She did win the very special prize. <laughs> okay, easy. <laughs> That's funny. I like this. <laughs> you know what? You know what's awesome? I listened to it. We went. We went to. Um, we went out of town over the weekend, and I listened to two episodes with my wife. I think. I think she's my biggest fan. You know what I mean? Like, I hope so. I guess, but. She really enjoys the show, like really, like truly enjoys the show, and it's very surprising. Well, I think what we all wanted to do when we first started Death Star D was to bring couples closer together. That's what it's all about. I, I think. It's all about. I think we're doing okay with that. You know, Leslie, she's always getting on me. She's like, "You need to talk more. Don't let those guys just talk the whole time. You need to talk more." I was encouraging. Yeah. To be more vocal. And then the last one, I said, oh, I was on it for like five minutes. Go back into the meeting. Yeah, I don't know if I even want to listen. Oh. I listened to it. It was really what? funny. I know. And then I, but I said, no, it was really funny. And I all week long, I've been like, have you listened to the Bachelor section yet? Yours was saying this and ah, da, 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 da. Yeah. She'll come around. Maybe, you know what? Maybe, okay. Maybe our wives are the blueprint to get more listeners. You know what I mean? Like, maybe we need to stop talking about sports in general. Maybe we need to start catering to things ladies care about. <laughs> this should be a ladies podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Death Star D for women. <laughs> for women. A podcast for women. We're just rebranding. <laughs> Next week on Death Star D, microdermabrasion. <laughs> That's funny. You know what's funny about that? I exfoliated last night. So... Side note, regarding uh, microdermabrasion, which, uh, do you guys know what that is? Yeah, yeah, oh, I know. <laughs> so it's like a little mini sander on your face, right? Uh-huh. And um, the lesson is like, oh, you should do it. It's been making my skin look great. Going for Christmas. So I'm like, okay, I'll give it a shot. So Sunday morning, I'm like, how do you do this? I'm like, ow, this hurts. How do you do this? She's like, well, you got to move it. And apparently, you're supposed to move it around. And I just kind of yeah. sit on a, a portion of my face. And did the whole rest of the face. I have these huge scratches on my face. <laughs> so I go to church. It looks like one of the kids clawed my face. And I've still got them. It's two days later. And I've still got these, like, wounds on my face from the microdermabrasion. But I told everyone at church it was, oh, yeah, the kids scratched me. You know, kids. And played it off. You know that's like a sandpaper disc, right? No. Yeah, I knew that after <laughs> I started. <laughs> what did you think it was before? Like, a... I don't know. I didn't think about like abrasion. You, sh- you sh- well, you're right. <laughs> yeah, so I shaved my beard, and I had mm. just 
mountains of dead skin or whatever you want to call it. Oh. Like you could scrape it off like it was like burned toast, you know? And um, <laughs> so, so I exfoliated. I had some, I had some like uh, the, that little, you know, that scrub people put on their face. has like all those little beads in it. that I yeah, Little pumice balls. Yeah, yeah. I got after my face and now it's silky smooth. So sad you had to shave that beard. Yeah, I know. It's okay. Well, guys, I hate to do this to you, but I got to go. All right. That's fine. I'm okay with that. Okay. Yep. Thanks for making the time, Adam. I know how hard it is to write a podcast when you're on the road for work and traveling. Finding time is difficult, right? Well, you know, I'm just experiencing a little bit of what you go through. That is what I needed to hear. Right are now. you are you walking a mile in Trevor's uh, uh, business casual loafers? <laughs> I get you could say that. Now I know what it's like to travel through the Florida Panhandle. Yep, just you and your carpet bag. <laughs> what? You know your little carpet travel bag. They're like a traveling salesman. Is that what they have? Exactly what they have. Your little bag of wares. Hey, can I just can I uh, just uh, say something real fast? Real fast. Real fast. Okay, so Josh Hartnett, right? I reread the article, and you're right. He's still doing movies, but I guess he dropped the Hollywood part. He was trying, so he wanted to make independent movies happen. So he's doing like YouTube. No, they're just like movies, you know, they're just these independent films that he's been in that, that have never gained any traction or anything. He, like, quit Hollywood. So, like, that was, like, 30 You like, fact-checking my fact-checking? Well, no, I just reread the article that, that I was referencing. I sent it to you, and I, know, I guess, obviously, you didn't read it. No, I read it. I read the whole thing. Oh. Like, three you, other articles. And you'd know... What I'm saying. Yeah, no, he went he went indie for a while, but now he's back on like a showtime show or something. He's kind of back. Okay. He didn't. He also got back together with his high school sweetheart, which I mean, come on. No, then they broke up. But he got back together with her for like a year, and then they. Broke okay, up. that's still pretty big. Like you're at a A-list Hollywood star, you go back to home and and start dating some. Daggletooth, you know, custodian girl. Whoa. <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, listeners out there, Tards, love you. We miss you. Help us know what to talk about it. But also, have ideas for Ask Curious Anything, tweet at us at that's Tards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do that. <laughs> yeah. Alright guys, I love you. I gotta go to work though. Okay, peace oh, out. Bye Trevor, yes. bye Jarris.
Stardy online. We got all kinds of ways. On Twitter, at Death Star D. On Facebook, that's Facebook.com slash Death Star D. Send us an email, DeathStarD at gmail.com, or follow our website, DeathStarD.wordpress.com. Thanks for listening, Tards. She's my little push of love, girl. I'm just a Come on I'm just a I'm hopped up on it And now I'm just a Break it down My heroin My cocaine My plum wine My MGMA I'm hopped up on it It won't go away